music nerds, you're listening to another episode of the Niagara Moon Podcast. I'm Thomas Irwin, and we're talking albums, so of course I'm going to be joined by fellow songmaker Dan Barracuda. Today we're talking Jeff Buckley's Grace. It's a good album. I have kind of some complicated feelings on it, but that's what 40-minute conversations are for. So you'll hear that in a second. Um, how you been? How are, how are things going? I've, it's been a crazy week, crazy month, crazy year, pretty much, for all of us. Uh, I'm holding on, though. I'm doing all right. Hope you are as well. Um, if you like Niagara Moon and you know about our new album, maybe you want to get a CD copy for yourself. Uh, if you haven't heard, I'm running a big sale on all our CDs. You can adopt one. They're looking for a good home, and uh, I think you'd be a perfect fit. Give them the musical care and attention they deserve. Go on over to niagaramoonmusic.com slash adoptacd. Also, before we get into it, uh, if you're a fan of this podcast, thank you very much, by the way, for tuning, tuning in again. Uh, leave us a rating or a review on the platform of your choice. Hopefully iTunes. That seems to be the most helpful one. Anyway, we got all that stuff out of the way. Let's uh, dig into another album talk. Here's some, uh, here's some Jeff Buckley. Dan, what album are we talking about today? We're talking about Grace by Jeff Buckley. 1994. Is he uh, an angel? He is an angel. He's an angel, man. <laughs> He's a goddamn angel. I heard so much of the damn Barracuda sound in this album. No way. Like, this is your guy, isn't it? Like, like, the, clean, like the clean guitar and stuff? The compositions just how the songs meander in really malleable unpredictable ways and yeah the creative unpredictable uh, use of different chords and yeah the, the kind of the ebb and flow of uh, especially the longer songs yeah and the, the how the drumming breaks down like you you don't hear it uh, i mean <laughs> i don't hear it as much as probably you do because i'm like in it i think you know yeah because it's just like part of my dna like this is just, like Jeff Buckley is one of those guys that's just like part of my sound, and I don't like realize it. Kind of. <laughs> I also heard like, okay, this is the Jimmy Page of the '90s. Like this is so, especially Mojo Pin. Like this is the Led Zeppelin sound and approach in one guy. He uh, his favorite his favorite band is Zeppelin. His favorite band is Zeppelin. And it was no surprise that they were huge proponents of his music. Yeah. No, I had no no feeling of surprise when I read that. Yeah, yeah. Especially Mojo Pin reminded me of uh, the Rain song. Dude, I love the Rain song. Mojo Pin is probably my favorite song on the album. Or, or that doesn't or, surprise or, me either. Or, or Grace, though. I've all, it's always been Grace. Um, but Mojo Pin. Every time I hear Mojo Pin, I'm like, what the hell is this? This is like <laughs> this is like this is like not a song. This is incredible shit right here. I love it. It's so unconventional. It's 
All I mean, most of these songs, if not all, I mean, except for like the covers. What's the verse? What's the chorus? What's the part A, part B, yeah. bridge? Like it's, I can't mentally keep track of it that way. It just like yeah. flows on its own volition the whole time. Yeah. It was produced by Andy Wallace, dude. Andy Wallace is my favorite mixer. What has Andy Wallace produced? All right, I don't know what else he's produced, but he's We're mixed. Mix- he, dude, he's mixed. You're gonna like this is ridiculous. Okay, he mixed. Never mind. Okay. He mixed Grace. He mixed A Perfect Circle's second album. He mixed System of a Down, Slipknot, Stained, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory, and Meteora. He he's like he's like the one of the biggest mixers of all time, and probably the biggest mixer of the past like 25 years. So if you're talking 90s and 2000s American alternative rock, he sounds like a pretty yeah. big name. Yeah, and he, he's done a lot of, he's done like a lot of metal too. Um, there were moments in this album. So I had heard this album long, long time ago when I was just trying to listen to everything, like when I was in middle school or whatever. And then I went away from it for years. I came back to it and some of it I had like uh memories of and oh the the hallelujah cover and the way the guitar sounds like i I had some yeah some some scent memory there there are some really hard loud distorted guitar moments in this album that i did not see coming yeah he's got he's got a couple that must have been courtesy of mr nevermind yeah right there's there it gets it gets intense in some songs really runs the gamut yeah, I mean, uh, Mojo Pin gets gets pretty rough, and then Grace gets rough. Last Goodbye is like an upbeat, like kind of lively song, and then So Real a little bit towards the end. Lovery should come. Eternal over. Life is the one I'm thinking of. I think that's like the full full blown one. Yeah. Eternal Life is a song that I'm actually least familiar with. Actually, Forget Her is not supposed to be on the album. Did you did you listen to Forget yeah, Her? Yeah, that was that was like a posthumous add-on or something. Yeah, I, I did hear Forget Her. Yeah, that was like I hadn't heard that song, dude. I was like, I feel like I'm hearing a new Jeff Buckley song right now. I heard it, I heard it like three times. So, how did you first come across Jeff Buckley, and uh, why are you so in love with him? <laughs> Uh, I don't know how I came across. I, it was definitely Ian. I just don't remember like how it came about or the first song I heard. It might have been Hallelujah. I'm not really sure. I, I it was late high school, but it was definitely like Ian and then my brother Mario, who like was like, "Yo, this is like definitely a big deal right now." <laughs> so you know, I remember like in college we we would like blast like "Love You Should Come Over" and Grace. Um. I remember that. Dude, I love him, man. It's his voice, dude. He's top two, like top two or three for me ever. It's just ridiculous. And I it, it, there's um there's a YouTube video, it's like 45 seconds long, and it's like an interviewer being like, How do you like sing like that? Like what do you like how how do you sing? And then he's like He's like, it's just like talking. Like when I think I said this in action in a previous podcast interview. I like hmm. mentioned this interview actually, this snippet. And he's like, it's like when you say like I love you, like like you can tell if someone's not being sincere. They're like, oh like, yeah yeah I love you. But if you're like if you're like I love you, he's like I just like I just do that, but like with notes, you know. I just like it's very like ex- it's so expressive. He's like it's the most revealing thing you could ever do singing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's weird how that's just totally a natural gift and a natural talent for some people. Yeah. Whereas I have to struggle really hard at all times 
not to sing totally out of tune. I know. But it's then, so hard to But not then focus. I go to an open mic, and uh, it's, a, it's a guy I had on my previous podcast a long, long time ago, a guy named Young Chai Lee. Amazing vocals. The guy sounds like Marvin Gaye. Uh, he never took lessons or learned how to do it. It's just like, oh, I start singing, and that's what it sounds yeah. like. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, what? Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah. So he has one of those voices, yeah. Yeah, he's got one of those voices. He's just like, I just, you know, he's just so expressive. You, you just, I'm just emitting how I'm feeling. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, what about like pitch and <laughs> what about pitch though? <laughs> Why is the pitch so perfect? Yeah. I just like, he, dude, he does it all. Like, he's like, you know, he does the up close, like, I'm lying in my bed, blanket yeah, is yeah. warm. And then he'd be like, black beauty. And like the epic scream and grace. And like the R&B stuff and Lover You Should Have Come Over. My body turns and yearns for a sleep that won't ever come. It's never over. You know, he gets like really bluesy and soulful. He can do heavy vocals. And he like talks sometimes like in So Real. He's like, I love you. But I'm afraid to love you. I love you. Master of dynamics, <laughs> truly. So dynamic. So many different vocal sounds. And he's a killer guitarist. He's like one of those guys who's like so good at singing. And he's also like so good at guitar. It's like, Jesus. It's like, um, it's like Paul Simon. Like, so good at guitar. Who, who else is like super good like that? You're like, Jesus, why are you so good at guitar? There's someone else that I'm not thinking of right now. I mean, a lot of Frank Zappa, Lindsey Buckingham, I'd say, falls in that category. Yes, Lindsey too. Um, so we'll we'll get into it more and more. Off the top, I will say there is nothing about Jeff Buckley that I can fault. Like I have no, he's just subjectively very good at what he does. It's I totally understand why people think of this album as a classic, why a lot of people love his music. Um, he's got Led Zeppelin behind him, David Bowie has said uh, this is one of the albums he'd take to a desert island. Desert island. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt, so. Brad Pitt is a fan of this. <laughs> yeah. I get that, and I have no wish to disparage any of that. Um, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell, that's not a surprise at all. Um, I realized, I, I warmed up to it more like the second time I listened to it, but also like this doesn't, I like it and it's pleasant and if you put it on in the background at any given point I have no objections but I don't love it and it didn't grab me and I think for me yeah. I it's not a very interesting perspective to have maybe but maybe the the rest of this episode will be me trying to figure out why it doesn't <laughs> uh grab me the way it grabs so many other people but I think so kind of the point I was getting to is I think I don't really enjoy male vocalists in this range, and we'll see if we can come up with an exception, but I think I don't like oh. voices this high. And so much of this music and enjoying this music hinges on just being enamored by his voice, and that's where I think I felt a little mm. le left out. But as I said, we, we can dig further. Do you like Neil Young? I like Neil Young, but I like Neil Young's songwriting and his uh, kind of like lazy slacker style of rock. And I like his yeah. composition way more than I'll be like, I just love his voice. Like, his voice serves his songs well. Um, it does, yeah. I like his kind of sloppy style. I, I'm not a huge Neil Young fan, but I like the minimalist or kind of like limited 
aspects of his talent furthering his like songwriting or his his way of bringing you into a certain kind of world. Jeff Buckley is just so good at everything that it kind of like hits me over the head too much a little bit. Like, I know it's like so good. (laughs) I mean, and there's certain people who love that. I realize I'm like, I like a Leonard Cohen where he's so limited by all the the failings and the shortcomings of his uh, voice or his like understanding of, of music theory where within that he can carve out his own world. That's actually really interesting. And I feel like Jeff Buckley can just do everything. So I can't like, enter his world as easily but yeah mm, we'll, we'll uh interesting we'll hash it out do you like the Le- do you like the leonard cohen hallelujah uh i do not like the original hallelujah like that's when he was just firmly in his 80s sound leonard cohen like it's it's on an album where his his voice is getting worse and worse as he's getting older and and there's there's lots of yeah. gator reverb yeah, it's I don't rough. really like the production on it's it. it's rough i will say if I have to just write on a piece of paper, what's the best version of Hallelujah? I do think it's Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. She tied you to her kitchen chair and she broke your throne and she cut your hair and from your lips she drew Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, I also don't really, like, I'm sure at, in 1994, this song totally called for a cover like this and amazing and awesome and kudos yeah. to him. I never want to hear the song again. I've heard it a million times. And Hallelujah. My favorite part of his cover of Hallelujah is the weird guitar chord stuff he does at the beginning where he's really just kind of making it his own before he just like, all right, we're in Hallelujah land. Yeah. Well, there's a good guitar break in the middle too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like those moments. I firmly respect his his take on that and he totally makes it his own but he does yeah wait so so when when you're sick of a song you're like sick of a song (laughs) it's hard i get i'm really fickle and i get tired of a song really quickly and really like concretely i just and then you're sick of it like for life kind (laughs) of like stairway to heaven or like wish you were here I'm not really that tired of Wish You Were Here. I, there, there's something in that. There's still something in that song for me. But yeah, there's others where I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I'm, I'm, qu- I'm quick to, to write off <laughs> to my own detriment. Even like for me, it's like, for me, it's like, because like Metallica was like my first favorite band. Like they mm-hmm. got me into guitar. So like Master of Puppets was like my favorite song for like years. And like, I don't need to listen to it like ever again. But every time I do... It's like Jesus. Like I, I, I can get back to it. Like I, there are some shit. songs like that for me. Like I kind of don't near, need to hear Ziggy Stardust ever again. But if it comes on, I'm gonna be like, right. yeah. Like what is his name? Mick yeah. Ronson, the guitar player. Like that is a cool riff. That does sound cool. Like I, you know, yeah. I have versions of that for me. But right, right. Um, yeah, I, I love Hallelujah. See, it is like overplayed, I guess. But like I, I don't. I mean, I know what it is. It's so well known, but I feel like I just haven't like heard it that much. <laughs> and it's a long <laughs> song like with pr- lots of parts, so you can always tune yeah. into verses you hadn't noticed before. Yeah, he just sounds like a ghost, dude. He does. He sounds like smoke. He sounds like smoke. He sounds like a f- an angel. <laughs> I mean, that sounds silly, but that's what he sounds like to me. He sounds like angel smoke. <laughs> angel smoke. Yeah. <laughs> angel smoke. <laughs> All right. Mojo Pin is such a progressive song. Very prog. And that's why 
I love it. I love it so much. I love the intro. I love the the the, the baby you're a rich man instrumental oh, instrument. What's that called? I forget what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. I forget. Harm, harm, I don't know. It's what It's not called. a Mellotron, but it's something like that. Damn it! I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. But I love like my bed blanket is touched me and it feels a hole. It's like where are you? And then it goes. Don't want to leave for you. And then it just like grows and grows and grows. And dude, I just think that's like the best vocal moment ever when it's like. <laughs> and the guitar creeps in. He's still holding the note. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, that's not shit that you can auto tune or anything. That's it's just like talent. coming out of his fucking heart, dude. Mojo, what an oh, what an open seven and a half minutes. No, it's not five and a half. This guy's an unproven, unknown debut album. Hey, what well, started with a seven and a half minute like prog freakout? It's yeah, it's five and a half. Five and a half. Oh, it's five and a half. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you're right. It just <laughs> sorry. It felt like seven and a half minutes for me. <laughs> Still, that's that's a long ass time. Yeah. And then the next song's five and a half minutes. Grace. Yeah, it's a it's like a kind of a proggy album. It's like five and a half, five and a half, four and a half, four and a half, four and a half, six, like seven minutes. This, is, in a lot of ways, this is a genreless album, and to just pin it down to oh, it's nineties rock. It doesn't really no do way. it justice. Like the, it's this no guy's a, an enigma. His his sound, his style is is it's really hard to pin down. Um, and then Grace was my favorite song. Grace, Grace was a highlight for, a for me. I, I enjoyed that as a, a composition more than the other. It's I just say. one of those chilling songs that it like it. He, dude, he's like talking about his death, dude. It's like he dies three years later, and he's like kind of calling it in the song. He's like, "There's the moon asking to uh, asking to stay long enough f- for the clouds to fly me away." Um, Oh, is my time coming? Oh, is my t- oh, it's my time coming. I'm not afraid, afraid to die. My fading voice sings of love, but she cries to the clicking of time. Wait in the fire, wait in the fire. And then he's like, and then he keeps going. And then, oh, he goes, and the rain is falling. And I believe, and I believe my time has come. It reminds me of the pain mm. I might leave, leave behind. And then later, because he drowns when he, when he died by drowning, yeah. and later he goes, and I feel that I'm drowned my name. God, that's eerie. So easy to know and forget with this kiss. I'm not afraid to go, but it goes so slow. Oh, 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 oh. And that's like the epic scream. It's one of those things where, like, you'd like know, you know, when I'm hearing it in like 2004, yeah, I'm like, holy shit, this guy died by drowning. Wait, he's talking about drowning? It's one of those yeah, things. It's like, yeah, life fuck? imitates art. So it's so chilling in that sense, and I just I love the vocal melodies and the chords and the doesn't this the sound acoustic? This I mean, this album is doing its own thing, but it's almost astonishing to me how 90s it sounds in so many ways. And you don't like, I don't always really think of 90s rock as really meaning something concrete like us like a certain musical styling the way the the 80s are unmistakable but what there's something here what right. what is so 90s about like 
every part of this, like all the guitars and the way the drums sound and even the, I the think chords. It's like, and, you know what 90s is? You know what 90s is to me? 90s is drums with acoustic guitar oh. and some clean guitar. That's what, dude, 90s, no one really talks about it. And like lots of fills, right? Lots of fills. and Drums but, are just yeah. going all over the place. Acoustic strumming is very mm. 90s. Acoustic yeah. strumming in rock songs is a very 90s thing. And just like very open chords too. Like they're kind of non-committal yeah. sounding. Yeah. yeah, I think that might be a big part of it. And then dude, fucking Lilac Wine. What do you think of Lilac Wine? You know it's a cover, right? I learned uh, on Wikipedia right before we started that it is a cover and that kind of made sense to me because Lilac Wine was the first track of this album where I'm like, uh, I don't get into this as much because that's, it's really, it's a cover and it's relying on his like vocal delivery of it. And it's, it's less of whatever his own like compositional personality is. And that's mm-hmm. where I fell off for a bit before you got back to So Real, which uh, might be my favorite song on the album. Oh, So Real. That's got a hook. So Real has a hook that draws me in. Yeah. Oh, versus a lot that of the other was songs. so real. Yeah, and does his vocal sound cool there? That was so... <laughs> um, Lilac Wine is Nina Simone. I love the original. But it's, I think it's just so cool. She didn't write it, though, did she? Who, who wrote Lilac Wine? She didn't write it? Uh, she did the most famous version of it maybe yeah it's uh it's a song from 1950 wow it's written by a guy named james shelton wow for a uh like a short-lived theater musical review thanks wikipedia um eartha kit recovered it oh uh, yeah yeah miley cyrus <laughs> are you serious in her youtube series backyard sessions i feel like i've actually heard it uh, Miley Cyrus can actually sing when she chooses to. Yeah, yeah, she, a, she has some a good fan covers. of her style. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Mr. Buckley. Yeah, Lilac Wine makes sense that that's a cover. Kind of, kind of classy choice by him to to pick a song that old. I like. I love that he did that. Listen to me. Why is everything so hazy? Isn't that she coming to me? And then he just he's just like he's so inside. He's like, or am I just? Going crazy deep. I like the faces you're making while you <laughs> yeah, uh, channel this too. I like what? I didn't know it was a cover until like you know, like later on, like 2011. Yeah. I realized it was a cover. Yeah, but it's just so different, dude. Like compare Lilac Wine to Last Goodbye to Grace. Like very yeah. different. Yeah, I, I do like Last Goodbye quite a bit too. I think I think this that this little first chunk of the album might be uh, the most yeah. appealing to me. And I do like So Real, though, too. That's great. So 90s. Oh, last goodbye. Yeah. So 90s. So Real's awesome. Hallelujah. It's epic, man. It's long. Guitar. Yeah, I love that it's like clean guitar. Like, it's just him. Nothing else. Yeah. And for a song, seven minutes, that's a bold Lover choice. Should, what did you think of Lover You Should Have Come Over, dude? Lover You Should Have should Come Over. That's that's quite long. Um the intro is beautiful. Yeah, I, I heard it a couple times, but to be honest, that's one where it's like, um, it's not ringing any bells right now. It didn't, uh, I don't know, it didn't stick with me. Mm-hmm. I can't remember much from it. Um, 
I just remember that's it's like very R and B. Yeah, it's uh, whatever oomph that the earlier songs gave me. I, I don't think this one gave me as much. But again, it's like it's it's kind of like how you say it's it's not you, it's me. It's 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 not Jeff Buckley, it's me. <laughs> There's just something right, about right, my own right. taste that it's it's not clicking with me. In parts. I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, how many times have you heard Lover? Like, twice or three times? And I've heard it, like, way but, more. It's like... Like I said, I, I listened to this back in the day. I had this album on my iPod for a while. I got it out of the library like oh. I did all these other albums. But something about it, it didn't stay in my collection the way, uh, I don't know, right. My Bloody Valentine would or uh, Cat Stevens. It's just it. Right. It was one that fell off. And I, yeah, I can't pinpoint it. Corporate, what do you think of Corpus Christi Carol? So that's another cover, and he's singing higher in that than all the other songs Dude, combined. He sounds like that's like the most angel song. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I like high singers. I mean, you try to name one that, that you think I'd. Rush. Um, I'm not a, I, yeah, Rush, I have no familiarity with Rush, but like, I've also sensed that's just not a style of music I'm into. Right. But I'm sure Getty Lee's vocals wouldn't help in that regard. Who else is a super, hot? Coheed and Cambria? <laughs> I don't know what that Coheed is. Coheed and Cambria? Oh, okay. It's like a, like a rock band from the 2000s. We built this city. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Best, best, best song of the eighties. <laughs> that is my favorite song. <laughs> Rock and roll. How about like Foreigner? Jukebox yeah, I don't know that that eighties corporate rock stuff, man. <laughs> Sticks. Who has a high voice? Tom York does. Okay, Tom York. Tom, Tom York. York. What does. about Tom York? He he goes. He high. does, but that's not what I like about Radiohead. I'll just like accept that as kind of what's happening in the song. But there's there's other things about what Radiohead does that. That draw me in more. But yeah, Tom York is maybe the closest you're going to get. Tom York is a big fan of Jeff Buckley. Checks out. I I remember he's uh, relaying like an experience of seeing Jeff Buckley live and being like, wow, like I got to step up my own vocal game. And he started doing falsetto after seeing yeah. Jeff. I mean, I guess, that, I guess that moment in Creep, you know, the, the bridge in Creep. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So, but it's like Jeff Buckley... Corpus Christi Carol, you're listening to that song for him being this this uh, it's so soprano beautiful. angel. Yeah. Choir boy. <laughs> it's so fucking beautiful. I love that song. Eternal Life, I'm the least familiar with. I'd say Eternal Life, um, I like the I, least because it. it's just it's going in a like grunge territory. Okay, dude. But what about Dream, brother? That was like one of my favorites mm. too for a while. I love it. It's like harmonic minor, and it's got you know it's got the the flat six and the major third in it. I just like don't be like the one who made me so don't be like the one who left behind his name cuz I've waited it's so haunting and I've waited for my, like nobody yeah. ever can yeah like, I, like I said I 
I, I, I can't object to it really, but uh, I, by the time we got to this part of the album, I was, I was, I was falling off. Like, forget her didn't do much for me. I, it really, it's, 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 um, it's in the first half for me, Grace. Yeah, forget her. I read that they replaced forget her with so real. Hmm. And he, he part call. of the reason why he did it was like out of respect, out of respect for his mm. ex. And also, uh, he thought it was like too commercial, and uh, the label like hated hated that he did that, and they got in a huge like argument. And then I guess Jeff was like, "If I hear forget her one more time, I'm gonna throw." Does up. any up and coming like, artist today object to the idea of too commercial? Like, what? No, I don't think I don't think so. That's, this is gonna be too helpful for my career. I shouldn't do this. I just there's so many other options for me in in the '90s with my major label signing. Like, what a sign of the times. Um, well, you know, you know, he has his dad was a musician. Tim Buckley. Tim but, Buckley. Uh, I was reading a little bit about that because I don't really know anything about Tim Buckley. But the guy died of what I'm gonna just hastily assume was a heroin overdose in the mid '70s. He didn't really grow up with him. He didn't really know him. So all he's got is his genes. But I guess, I guess that helped. You know, he grew up with his with his own mother and his and his stepdad. Physical graffiti was the first album he ever got. That checks out. Yeah. What is Jeff Buckley's deal as a person at all? Like, I, I can't get a beat on him. I mean, I haven't really watched a ton of interviews or anything like that. But what, what do you think his, his story is? What's, what's the guy like? I don't, I don't know much about his personal life, honestly. I, I don't know. I know he was gigging a lot in the, east, in the Lower East yeah. Side of Manhattan. And he, he was like, it said he was a session guitarist for 10 years in L.A.? Or it said, it said for a decade, yeah, so... Maybe like roughly ten years. You think years. he'd be singing more because he did Grace. He was born in '66, so he did Grace when he was 20. He released Grace when he was. I was surprised by that because he's such an undeniable vocal talent. It's like, what were you doing as a session guitarist for ten years? I don't get it, dude. Yeah, 28 seems old to be. I mean, just back then to be uh, doing a debut like this. That was surprising. Yeah. So he died when he was like 30, mm-hmm. 31. Very, very sad. Now, I, I hope I'm asking this in a respectful way, but do you think part of Grace being so big is because it's the only Jeff Buckley album? Or do you think that doesn't really factor into it? Uh, I don't know. I, I just, it's like, oh, this cool artist, Jeff Buckley, this is the one album you're getting, the one true album. You know, like, does that factor in anything? Right. Maybe for like more reach, but like as 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 an album, it's such an incredible yeah, it album. Speaks for itself. Like it could have been like a decent album. It could have been like a whatever album, and it, and it was like this guy's only album. It's like oh wow, like crazy. But it's like the album is so fucking good mm. that it's like cra- it's yeah, just it crazy. It's like both. Feel. I think. Okay. It's kind of like like Nirvana. Like it, like the albums are amazing. The songs are amazing, and then him yeah. dying just like made it like even more bigger. It's kind of like Sublime. But I mean, even even those two artists you just mentioned, they got to at least put out a few and you could kind of track some sort of evolution before like everything was shut down. So to speak. not sublime, though. Sublime was like big in Long Beach and like that uh, was it. Let's not talk about sublime anymore. <laughs> you like sublime? Oh, boy. Sublime. <laughs> let's not talk about Red Hot Chili Dude, Peppers too, while we're at it. So good. Oh, you don't like the chili peppers? <laughs> You don't like 90s, or do you like 90s? I like 90s. I don't like those 90s. Do you like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains? 
I do not like all those, but if for different reasons than I don't like Sublime or Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm yeah, I'm not a like go to uh, okay. just dude guitar rock guy a lot of the time. Right. So that you're you're talking. This is definitely guitar rock. I feel like Jeff Buckley is definitely it's guitar. Yeah, but he Jeff Buckley is is something else too. You can't even. It feels weird to lump him in. Right. With all yeah. Because it's not really grunge. He's got another side to him. It's not. It just happened to exist in that era. Yet, again, there's something about his sound. It's so like I feel like I'm about to watch the pilot episode of Friends or something. Like <laughs> who? Who? Jeff? Jeff Buckley. Yeah, with this Grace <laughs> album. It's just it's. <laughs> Of friends, tone. like bow no 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 no. Yeah. It's what would be playing in Central Park. I don't know. <laughs> like Mojo Pin? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> or like Last yeah. Goodbye? Any anything off this album. Any anything with with electric guitar? Not Corpus Christi. There's something about the sonics of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? Wh- where do you like Jeff's voice? I like the way he sounds. And it was so real. I like his voice overall. It's it's not that I have something against his just his tone, but I feel like. He's someone where he is on paper so gifted that he can just lean into that and just like have the whole experience of listening to him sort of ride on that. Like he doesn't need to compensate for it in other ways. And when he does that, I get a little bored because I'm not enamored mm-hmm. enough, if that makes sense. I just thought of a high singer, high male singer that you like. Yeah. Of Montreal. Also, also Kevin Parker. Kevin Parker yeah. sings high too. Uh, well, it's like, but it, it feels like we only okay, yeah, go but again, backwards. both those guys. There's and, and this is just it's all taste again. But with both those guys, there's stu- there's other things going on with the song and the, and the the melody and the composition and the the even the lyrics are just there's there's other stories for me to to be interested in it's not just all hanging on isn't this man beautiful and he sings like an angel you know there's no corpus christi carol with those artists there's there's some other story there i feel like jeff buckley is feels like a performer more than an artist for me sometimes Mm. he is undoubtedly all those things but we're we're talking just pure taste at this point so what are your so what were your favorites so real so real had finally like had some hooks that I could kind of sink my teeth into, like you know just something that really you hear it and just finally catches your attention. But um, the vibe in Last Goodbye mm-hmm. is is pretty pleasing to me as um, just some some chill '90s what have you. Uh, Grace started to stand out to me more. Like the more I listened to this album, like especially the second listen, and I got more familiar, that stuff does come to life for me a little bit more. But. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be Grace, Last Goodbye, So Real. Um, that that yeah. might be the, the peak. Um, and then I can totally, Hallelujah right, as right. a cover is pretty impressive. Cool. How about you? What's what's your, your top pick? Motion, Grace, Lover, yeah. Corpus, and Dream Brother. <laughs> You're like the whole album is yeah. amazing. I do love So Real too. I just like... I mean, I, I do love So Real. Hallelujah. Yeah, I love the whole album, dude. I really do. It's so good. 
and it's like it's just so him it's very like unique to him it's so haunting and beautiful and incredibly well sounding because andy mixed it <laughs> and it, like the jeff's guitar sounds amazing and the vocals and the drumming is awesome dude like the drumming and mojo pin is super sick and grace and oh, dream yeah, brother it's, like it's all over the place some really good, good musicians you know um it just like sounds so nice like 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 i'm saying the mixing and the production of it yeah um, no yeah no it's it's super smooth. vocal production is awesome for so long for 94 yeah i i wish i wish i liked this album more I, I feel left out a little bit. I don't. There, there's something weird. Maybe I don't know if you can relate to this at all, or it just might be my ears. But certain singers and they sing their song, and the way they deliver the lyrics and go about the story of the song, it's like I'm hanging on for every moment, every word. Like I can track it. Like I'm in it. You listen to the lyrics. You're saying you listen to the lyrics. Yeah, even with the the lyrics and just. The, the tone and the narrative, like the whole thing, I can like follow the story and the like the choice of words makes sense to me and I'm, I'm tracking it. I'm like, I'm hanging on and I can follow it. Jeff Buckley, it's like I can understand, it's, it's not a matter of not understanding what he's singing, like he enunciates and I can follow word for word. I know what he's saying, but as the song goes through, it's like I, I'm lost. Like I don't, one sentence to the next, I'm not tracking it it's it's not taking me in the way i can with other artists did like did you get that at some point or does is it the, is it the lyrics or yeah i guess it's like the the nature of the lyrics they don't put me in whatever place i'm supposed to be in i don't know hmm i didn't know the lyrics until like later on after here i just like the music is what grabbed me especially yeah. i'm thinking about grace right now the song grace like I just love like yeah, I don't really I don't I, I I don't really know what he's saying in the beginning like, when I first like I'm saying like my first time getting familiar with the song yeah. I just love like there's um something about a moon like there's a moon ice in the bay lining up on the nears fly me away yeah, yeah, yeah. that note eh? oh is my time coming I'm not afraid afraid to die it's like dark. And the raining voices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love. That that part was. A hook. And it's like it's that opening up, and then it's like I just love like the, the wait in the fire. Wait yeah, that, in that the part's fire. A hook too. Yeah, like hi. But it's like his his melodic instincts. Yeah. Even at the very end of the song, he's like. Ah. It is an instinct. It's thing. like whoa. It's yeah. Yeah. I think you you got to share some of his instincts. Maybe that might be. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot of parts that are pleasant, but then trying to like mentally put them together in the same song for me, it's like I get too get too lost. Um, yeah, could be could be, I just have uh, different instincts, maybe different instinct. I think instincts is like a thing. <laughs> that's another word. He, that, he's an instinct singer. Instincts. That's like a word that's come up in this internship that I'm doing at the studio. Like he's like he's talking about like instincts like having like recording like tracking like when you're recording when you're like a recording engineer like recording instincts he's like you have mixing instincts you have musical instincts but like like you know, we got to work on like your recording oh. instincts and that's like that goes for like anything it's like melodic instincts like you're you're, you're singing I instincts the word is starting to sound weird right now instincts ins like yeah. in sync in instinct instinct that's my favorite boy band um so yeah, with your uh, 
you're kind of um, a protege to uh, to guide a local recording studio. You're learning all the uh, the ins and outs of that work. Yeah, it's instincts. It's like, what are you going to do before you're consciously thinking about what you're doing? So basically, yeah, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so and yeah, we all have I have it musically. I think it's. Uh, I guess that that's kind of uh, to put a pin in it for me. It's Jeff Buckley and I share different instincts, and that's okay. Yeah, it's like this. Watch if I give you like a like a like an E drone, just like yeah. wow, and it's like it's like all right, improvise over it vocally, and then yeah. improvise over it with your keyboard. It's just an E drone. Like, yeah. what are you gonna do? That's like right. your instincts. What yeah. are you gonna do? He does, and, and I, what Jeff he does, Buckley, I can always never predict or glom onto because it's different than what I would do or what I would choose. Yeah. But extremely talented individual. It is sad, very sad that he couldn't uh, continue his career because I'm sure he would have been a juggernaut into yeah. the uh, 2000s and beyond. Yeah, it's a crazy to think what he could have Do done. you mess with all the posthumous release stuff and like his unfinished albums and all? Um, th- there are a couple songs that w- w- I'm looking right here. Uh, Grace, Legacy Edition, Sketches for My Sweetheart. Okay, so Ian showed me a song yesterday called Nightmares by the Sea, and that was really cool. That was really cool. And I also I also like Everybody Here Wants You. It's very kind of like R&B-like, but um, it's nice. It's just nice to hear more of his music. Mm. Um, I'm not that familiar with like Morning Theft and Vancouver. and New- I don't really know these songs. I really should. Yeah. Everybody Here Wants You and Nightmares by the Sea especially. It was really mm. cool. Yeah. And I've heard some of his live stuff. And he's just incredible live. Dude, there's a video of him at a, at a festival. Like in '95 or something, and like they're doing Mojo Pin, and it's like better than the studio. Like vocally, it's it's insane. I could see that. It's insane. It's insane. And like Grace live, he can like do it live. <laughs> His songs really embrace like moments. Like we're here in this yeah. part now. We're gonna just feel this. So I could see why that would translate to live really well. Cool. All right, sir. So, what are we gonna what are we gonna rate this? I imagine you're gonna go pretty high here. I'm going pretty high, cause it's like it is like one of my favorite albums. Um, I'm looking. Let me look, let me look at the track listing one last time. Where are we? Where are we? Here we are. Okay, we got Mojo Pin. We got Gray. <laughs> it's like two of some of my favorite songs ever. First two songs, Last Goodbye, Lilac Wine, Hallelujah, Iconic, Love You Should Have Come yeah, Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every song Corpus on the Christy. album. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much every song on the album I love. Dude, I'm gonna give this fucking like a 97. Woohoo! <laughs> Do remember I gave laterals like a hundred, <laughs> like a 99. <laughs> So this is like a 97, 90, 97, 96. Yeah, it's, a, it's an A+. Whoa. Um, so I was initially thinking I'd say higher for my rating, but then I remember like I gave Kid A an 80, and I truly do enjoy listening to a lot of that album. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, mm. uh, <laughs> let's let's stick it at a 75. 75? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a 75. <laughs> For some, if I liked it, I give it a hundred. But right, all things right, considered, right. you know where it's going to fall for me and my highly particular personal taste. We'll we'll stay mm-hmm. with an even seventy-five. Cool. And that means nothing helpful. But there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool, man. Well, that was All great. Right. I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did great. This was a good pick. Yeah, I enjoyed this. All right, that's going to bring this one to a close. I like doing these. These are fun. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Next week, we're going to be talking about I Love You, Honey Bear by Father John Misty. Ooh, I'm quite fond of that one. So you can look forward to that. Hang in there. Uh, find the joys that are available to you. You know, don't be afraid to uh, take breaks for, for relaxation and reflection. Also, don't forget to tune in on Thursdays for the Niagara Moon live stream. I'm still doing them 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Thursday. I might throw in some evening appointments in there as well if that uh, works better for other fans because I want everybody to uh, to enjoy them. It's it's fun getting people in there interacting. We have a good time. We're building up a little bit of a, of a community. It's a nice routine. All right, I'm just blabbing here. Uh, I will see you next time.